is Kai and Lafayette. We're two ex-engineers who quit our jobs to pursue the path with heart. We believe that experience is fundamental to understanding life and its concepts. So our weekly podcast is filmed and recorded on location from various parts of the world. It's thanks to our Patreon members like you that we're able to produce this content regularly. We offer varying benefits based on your pledge amount, from full-length videos of the episodes to weekly streams. So please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the theory of living. Subscribe, leave us some feedback, and please share with your friends. Yes, we're live again. Here on the theory of living. <laughs> this is our third episode in this uh, condo. Oh, no, Krabby, right? And today's topic is training. Something we have been doing so consistently over the last... No- <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been doing entire lives, actually. Yeah. Um, but not only, you know, past couple of weeks, maybe a month or so, because we've been settling in. Um, there were a lot of things that we need to take care of. A lot but, involved with the traveling process and then yeah. finding a place to live in Thailand. You just got your motorcycle today. Yeah. So pretty excited about that. I'm sure yeah. people are going to be very curious to see what <laughs> what color, Nobody what kind of bike. Your motorcycle, man. <laughs> Everybody's going to drive a ninja, man. He's <laughs> fucking Asian, man. <laughs> By the way, I got to say that. Uh, shout out to, uh, I forgot his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who sold the bike to me. Uh, his friend. Uh, also very kind, very helpful, you know, very trusting. I mean, I can't speak enough of this kindness of Thai people. Yeah. I mean, I was going to do a uh, test driving. I told her that, oh, sh- do you want me to leave something uh, my belonging with you so that you can trust me? Uh, she's like, oh, no worry. We can just test it and come back. You yeah, know? it's because you left me, asshole. She's <laughs> like, I'm going to kill this dude if he doesn't come back. <laughs> but very trusting, very kind people. I, I just can't speak enough of it. But... Uh, today's topic training, I guess, is it related? It's related to a lot of topics that we've talked to, talked before, right? Yeah. Uh, setting goals, motivation, motivation fitness, even yeah. which was uh, episode two. Uh, but I wanted to start with the uh, etymology of the word train. Um, so it's originally French word. Uh, it referred to the part of uh, a gown um, that is behind uh, the wearer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, as a verb, it means to draw or to drag. So, like, in a way, there's some passive connotations in it, right? But at the same time, uh, by the way, the word came way before the the first Industrial Revolution or even locomotive, yeah. 19th century. This 14th century word uh, came to English. Probably origins from Latin, too, or something like oh, yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure, yeah. 100%. <laughs> By the way, I've been using the word 100% so many times, so often these days because of uh, our dear friend Stephen. That was his one of his favorite expressions. Yeah. Uh, and it just it's become my, I don't know, just a thing. Catchphrase. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Somehow if I say 100%, it, it sounds like whole, entirety, you know? Yeah. I don't know why I use that so much, but... Anyway, uh, going back to the topic, uh, uh, the 14th century word uh, came to English, and later it developed the sense of guiding um, um, in a way that, like, you could have said, train the vine, for example, like instruct the mm. growth of branches and you know vines, for mm-hmm. example. So that um, became the meaning of training um, that we use today, 
which is discipline and instructive course of path that you have to go through to make improvements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, the words definitely changed a lot over time. Even looking at the Oxford Dictionary mm-hmm. definitions, there's a couple. So this is the most popular one that yeah. as soon as you hear a train, usually summons to your mind this type yeah. of imagery. But the action of undertaking a course or exercise and diet in preparation for a sporting event. Mm-hmm. There's also another definition which says the action of teaching a person mm-hmm. or animal a particular skill yeah. or type of behavior. Right. And I think there's a pretty big difference there mm-hmm. because one implies a type of behavior and right. the other is just taking certain specific actions. Okay. Usually when we're talking about training, you want to change your behavior mm-hmm. in relation to these things surrounding right. training mm-hmm. so you can actually have something meaningful that will last mm-hmm. rather than just a workout routine. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And, you know, from the uh, etymology of this word, I think there are two important characteristics. One, regimen or set of instructions, right? This is very uh, the essence of the word. You need careful planning, basically. That's what it is, right? You just don't go train without any, you know, plans or programs, right? You need very carefully devised plans, yeah. right? That's one character, important characteristic of the word and another one is discipline because you need to continue a trail the path that you created right if you look at like railroad for example it's a long path you mm-hmm. have to go through all of them right yeah to get to your final point so those are really important essence of this word instructions planning and you know persistence basically you have to go through with discipline yeah right yeah, I mean, there's a lot of energy, like we talk about all the time, that goes mm-hmm. into setting a goal and defining, defining mm-hmm. what's worthy of your time and worthy right. of your effort. And I think a lot of times people get kind of caught in that idea that mm-hmm. there needs to be something at the end that I'm aiming for. Yeah. And if I can't achieve that, then I'm not going to even start. Mm-hmm. When usually you're robbing yourself of a lot because nobody can guarantee any mm-hmm. type of outcome. Yeah. You can strive towards an outcome, and maybe mm-hmm. you'll hit it out of the park. Maybe you'll fall short. But the value in the training plan and working towards something mm-hmm. is greater than the thing you receive at the end. Right. And you hear about this all the time. Somebody right. who says, I've been doing this, been working for this till you know, 10 years, something mm-hmm. of that nature, and I finally got it. And just like that, it's fleeting. Yeah. You know, immediately it's like, okay, what's the next thing? So it's one very important aspect, like you're saying from the get-go, is identifying what you want, but also realizing that that thing's probably not going to bring you as much joy as you think, as much as the training part actually will, and having something that you're working towards. Yeah, for sure. I think the training, for some reason, has more like professional feelings to it, right? When we say that athletes, we don't normally use the word exercise, right? we normally use the word train and somehow it feels more professional yeah right i think training has a stronger connotation to imply intentionality yeah towards something exercise is just general health yeah i'm exercising right i'm exerting myself right for general health so usually it's just such an open word but yeah like you said when we think of training we immediately think oh man intentionality this yeah. guy is serious he's yeah. training he's exactly. training for something right and that changes people's perception around it would even change your perception mm-hmm. surrounding the word which i think is again like we talk about all the t- all the time you have all these ideas that are embedded into based on right. the concepts that are shared 
and everything surrounding them. So if you're somebody that grew up and you saw training and people training yeah, and they're always having a hard time, difficult, maybe all these negative things attached, maybe they neglected friends, family, yeah. got into steroids, got into something that was super unhealthy, maybe horrible dieting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe, you know, anorexia yeah. or type of right. things like that, unhealthy eating disorders. And then you can think of the word training and you're going to have all this negative stuff. Yeah. Not sure. based on the concepts and experiences that you've mm-hmm. developed yeah. by engaging with the word and the concept. Yeah. But you've basically let the word, def- the world mm-hmm. and your culture define it for you. Yeah. So it's so important to go in there open-mindedly. And then also you can take power. You can take over that word. It can mean something so much more. When I hear training, I get excited. I'm on fire. That gets me stoked. I love training. Right. I almost love it more than climbing sometimes. Yeah. Just training is so much fun. True. I think it's because also, I mean, I I was going to also say that, that, you know, professionalism, the feelings come with the word. I think it has to do with the etymology that we just talked about because strongly, connects to the regimen and set of instructions, you know, which is very carefully uh, created mm-hmm. plans, right? And then also discipline, right? And those are the two things that really associated with the word. I think that's why we treat it more noble, I guess, than exercise, yeah. which is more general, right? Because yeah, yeah. an exercise can be just one-time thing, you know, like just go out, uh, do an exercise or a few exercises. That could be just a one-time thing, but train is not a one-time thing right Correct. like it's a path yes it's a path yes. you have to go through all of them right so i think that's why we treat it a little bit differently than like other you know yeah similar no, you're certainly right yeah it's a lot more specificity yes to it curriculum right things yeah. like that so <clears throat> i think one really important thing is that not always i mean if you especially you're not experienced but if you're experienced uh, meaning that you have done this many, many times, created your own plans and going going through your programs, things like that. Um, I think it's important to, at some point, at least try to create your own plan, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning that not just plan, maybe, you know, that even can evolve to your, the way. Like yeah. Miyamoto Musashi says. Yeah. The way, right? That's why certain um, discipline becomes widely known, right? For example, Chikwondo by Bruce Lee. Yes, uh, I think in practice, maybe it's weaker than other forms of martial arts, maybe. And not a lot of people are training um, Chikwondo these days. But the philosophy behind yeah, it. The point is Bruce Lee created it, right? Again, I mean, we talked about him a tiny bit uh, in the last episode. I mean, this dude, <laughs> on top of doing all that things, you know, become a movie star and write a book and all that. I mean, he created his own martial arts form, right? And then his, uh, the essence of Chikwondo was to avoid any type of crystallization, like being rigid, mm-hmm. right? He always talked about, that's why he talked about water, you know, like being, being fluid, being adaptable, you know, and... His tenet was using no way as way, using no limitation as limitation, right? Mm-hmm. He really emphasized that. And then I really found a lot of similarities between him and Miyamoto Musashi. I don't know if he actually liked him or he read his book. He might have, right? I mean, it was still Extremely famous. popular. Was that um, he talked about this. You have to train yourselves 
to the utmost cultivated state, right? It's not just training. Like you need to be mindful of that objective all the time. Like your goal, yes, is to um, get techniques and uh, and things like that, but also like your state, mm-hmm. the utmost state. You you need to be always mindful of that, and then, which speaks to the importance of. You know, mindful, arduous practice, which Musashi talks about yeah. all the freaking time, right? Yeah. Put in, put into practice, exercise, practice. But also another thing is that, like, importance in your own experience, mm-hmm. right? He says, research your own experience, absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, and what is essentially your own, right? Yeah. I mean that that is to me almost identical to what Musashi says all the time in his book that you should invest investigate this thoroughly, thoroughly meaning they should experience it not just talk about it not just planning it but as you do it you should be mindful of yeah. what you're doing you know so i found these similarities between bruce lee's uh, philosophy and musashi's philosophy that yeah. we also yeah it's tied strongly highly, to right experience. relativism and experience yeah you know truth is a matter of perspective based on mm-hmm. your experiences and things surrounding those opinions and those ideas for yeah. you and those thoughts. Right. And to just, don't get me wrong. I understand we always want to jump to empirical data mm-hmm. to find methodology that's right. the most effective for our training. Yeah. But a lot of times, unfortunately, in current exercise science and other things, we don't have a robust amount of data. Yeah. And also doesn't incorporate a lot of different factors. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many exponential exponential amount of variables mm-hmm. involved with if you're going to be successful or yeah. not right in applying a training routine yeah and if you're always just relying on this data that you probably can't interpret in any meaningful way mm-hmm. and that people are making money off of you selling you something you're probably going to end up disappointed yeah. and you're also not going to have it in deep personal relationship mm-hmm. with that training yeah. And that methodology. Right. And you also never will create something or find something new because you're not mm-hmm. willing to step outside the norm. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I think some people are always just looking for a shortcut. Yeah. Some people want the magic solution. They want to know, what can I do right now mm-hmm. to get better with less work? Yeah. And I think the sad reality is that you can't skip the work, honestly, and have yeah. something incredibly valuable. Right. Or maybe you can, you know? Maybe you can buy your way, or I don't want to use the word cheat. It's just a poor word choice. Maybe you can skip over some things mm-hmm. and get there and get to yeah. that final destination. But you're probably not going to have as deep of a mm-hmm. sense of appreciation yeah. and value for that item or mm-hmm. that object or that skill you have obtained versus the guy who's gone in day after day mm-hmm. and grind it. Mm-hmm working towards that. And again, yeah. maybe he's somebody who's, you know, less physically talented than you. Yeah. Or whatever the reason is. Yeah. But if you're always trying to avoid the work, mm-hmm. you're never going to achieve that great thing yeah. for yourself personally. Others right. might see it as a huge achievement. Yeah. But for you, if you didn't really have to suffer and strive over it, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to mean very much to you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think also there are like two practical points on what you just said is one, um, Practice means part of experience, right? Mm -hmm. The more experience, the more learning you get, whatever you do, 
even that even if that's success or failure, the more experience because it fires up and all the parts of yourself, you know, past and present, and then that connects with your own like ideas mm-hmm. and concepts and experiences. Like you get more experience, basically, yeah. you know. And second part is that we talked about this in episode seven, a uh, uh, theory of goals. Goals is that as you do that process, you actually get bad. Uh, no, <laughs> you actually get good at what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. planning, practicing. You know. Persistency. I mean, all that is a repetition of doing that yeah. will actually make you better at it. You yeah. know, so even if you skip over, you know, whatever things, don't try to skip it because the more experience and you will actually, you know, by repeating that things, you'll get better at it. So yeah. there are even like practical points, and we're not just saying this only philosophically. You know, yeah, the, yeah, no, there's a yeah. real value in going through those hardships because mm-hmm. that's if you're already good at something, yeah. It's so much harder to improve. If you're right. bad at something, mm-hmm. I mean, it's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. You can improve so much with s- such a small amount of effort. Mm-hmm. But again, you're going to just constantly run against struggles. Mm-hmm. And it's how you identify them and whether you have a negative connotation associated with struggles or mm-hmm. a positive one is how you're going to react to them. Yeah. You know, so much of our reality is based on the concepts we use and the relationship we have with these concepts. Mm-hmm. So even saying struggle, it already sounds like a bad thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm struggling. Oh, you poor thing. I don't want you to struggle. We don't want people to struggle. Which is just a ridiculous sentiment because it misses out on the nuance and Mm -hmm. the goods provided by struggle. Right. I mean, I could say 90% of my life, anything that's been of great value has come from struggle. Mm -hmm. Struggle's not a bad thing. Yeah. Difficulty's not a bad thing. Hardship's not necessarily a bad thing. It can be. Yeah. If you have the mindset, a defeatist mindset, mm-hmm. that can hurt you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And more than and just in that come moment. Back, right? Yeah. Yeah. For the rest of your life, you're going to be associating difficulty as bad. Mm-hmm. So guess what you're going to do? You're going to avoid training. You're going to avoid sitting down, writing out a plan. Yeah. You're going to avoid holding yourself responsible. Mm-hmm. You're going to avoid telling your friends because you don't want them to hold you responsible. Yeah. You're going to avoid all that just because you're afraid of a little pain yeah. for one incident because of the way yeah. you thought about it. Right. Or the way you believed our society tell you to think about it. Yeah. Or the movies have told you. Yeah. And again, the opposite can exist. Maybe you can glorify. I've been on the other side. I glorify struggle and pain. So much so I go and find things that are just hurting me. Mm-hmm. Thinking like, no, nah, this is going to make me stronger. Mm-hmm. And eventually, no matter what side of the coin you're on, yeah. if you're at too far of an extreme, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. So it's balance. It's this ebb and flow. Yeah. And also like the understanding that... Almost anything that is worth obtaining comes with difficulties and struggles. I mean, that's just uh, inevitable, you know, aspect of gaining new experience and learning something new mm-hmm. and growth, right? Yeah. You cannot have growth or at least meaningful growth if you haven't gone through struggles and difficulties, right? right? That's where you really learn things, right? Like climbing, for example, I, I'm still new to climbing relatively and especially sport climbing. Difficulties and, you know, struggles that I uh, experience the most is fear, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like going up high, um, I still don't feel comfortable. But that the fear is real. And the only way to overcome it is to really repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way. Meaning that I have to go through that fear over and over <laughs> and over again to the point where I feel numb about it, right? Yeah. 
understanding. Of course, it comes with understanding. It's not just you know pure, um, you know, without any objective um, overcoming it, right? Yeah. Like it just comes with knowledge and uh, know-how that okay, this quick draws and you know anchor points, you know, all this gear works this way. I'm safe. Yeah. As long as I follow this safe, uh, you know, instructions, then I'm going to be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's inevitable. You have to go through it. Yeah. Again, we're not saying this just only philosophically that, okay, you have to just, you know, you only learn from struggles. We're not just saying philosophically. There are steps. There are actual things that happen, take mm-hmm. place, you know, yeah. on the path. And they happen simultaneously rapidly and slow at the same time yeah sometimes you don't realize how far away you've gotten which is why it's also important when you're training Mm -hmm. not only do you set goals but you record yourself Mm -hmm. often you know whether that's video that's a good point or you're writing down Mm -hmm. you have to keep some type of journal to understand where you started and where you went from yeah because our memory sucks yeah memory's just awful (laughs) it's so bad (laughs) and we we think it's good yeah but there's also a deep satisfaction in coming back and realizing four mm-hmm. weeks later, wow, those numbers have improved or I'm doing better. Because a lot of times, too, you can't see it in the experience you're having, mm-hmm. especially with something like climbing. Maybe you're not actually improving the grades you're climbing. Maybe you're climbing the exact same level. Yeah. But, oh, wow, I can do four more pull-ups or I can you know, hang 20% more weight. That's mm-hmm. a significant Im- increase yeah or if you're going and reviewing footage or video Mm -hmm. oh wow yeah i seem much more controlled Mm -hmm. i seem much more like i'm flowing rather Mm -hmm. than just jerky motions yeah all these things can add up to show you that you've improved yeah but again it comes from that place of intentionality right with everything you do use it in relationship to your desired outcome yeah so when I'm out eating, oh, you know, I want to get better at climbing. I know my diet's a part of that. Am I mm-hmm. getting the right nutrients? Yeah. Are the nutrients in this meal? Yeah. Oh, no? Okay, well, I need to do something to correct that. Right. Or should I have, you know, a couple more beers? Yeah. Oh, well, that's going to impact. I'm training tomorrow morning. You start thinking about things yeah. more in relationship Yeah. about what you want and who you want to be. Yeah. And that's the cool thing because, like you were saying, once you apply it once in your life, planning, goal-setting, executing understanding the struggles that come with it you can then just apply that to almost everything yeah training is more than just a physical skill set to have mm-hmm. you can train every skill yeah you know you can train to become a better human being a better partner yeah you know take care of yourself brushing your teeth in the morning mm-hmm. small things these yeah. are all part of like planning yeah. and i think for a lot of people because of the school system and there's a lot of this stuff thrust upon you initially mm-hmm. that you feel burdened by it. Yeah. Because somebody told you to do it. And that's why it's so important to dig deep in yourself to find out what you mm-hmm. want and then set your goal. Like we talked about yeah. on the goal podcast. And then last episode, motivation yeah. to have that. So you, you feel this like continuous cycle yeah. coming back. It's so yeah. easy to come back just over and over again yeah thanks for joining us this week we hope you found some value in this episode please check out our patreon page at patreon.com backslash the theory of living subscribe leave us feedback and share us with your friends get out there and design a theory that calls you to experience we'll see you next week thanks